HHW Show podcast returns January 5th with a new season, Road to the Royal Rumble. Hector, Frank, Jason, Ovi will be on the set with the latest news and takeaways. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and you can listen wherever you listen to your favorite podcast app. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. I crossed up by Kobe, well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't make my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwing Jabs Podcast. I'm your host, Big Jason, joined as always by my man Joe and Jerry Jones. Now, we got a lot to talk about. Big fight announcement, big fight coming up tonight between Ryan Garcia and Luke Campbell. Let's start off with the fight announcement, though. The big, big fight announcement between Israel Adesanya and Jan Blackowitz coming down in March, UFC 256. Jared, how do you – I mean, Adesanya opened up at a 2-5 and five favorite – Jared, how do you see this playing out? Uh, this is this is a tough thing to do coming up a weight class like this, especially when you're facing the best guy in the division. Um, but if somebody can do it, it's Izzy. It's Izzy. I, I I like Adesanya in this fight. I think, like like I said, if there's a guy that can do it, it's him. Um, I think Blackowicz is is touchable. Um, but but bigger. He's just built so much bigger. I I always. Reiterate in boxing, we have we have weight classes every seven pounds, and there's a reason for that. Seven pounds is a lot. You get in there and you're at that skill level. It's nothing at scrub scraps, you know. I give up a hundred pounds or two. But uh at that level, five, ten pounds is is huge. Miguel Cotto, I felt like made his stones off that in boxing, being able to put on 20, 25, 28, 30 pounds in 24 hours between the weigh-in and the fight. Um, I thought he really made his stones, beating guys 15, 20 pounds lighter based on the weight he could put on in that 24 hours. He figured out how to do that to his body and made it work. But uh, when you're just plain built bigger, this is bigger bone density. This is uh, this could be a problem for Izzy. That being said, this is what I want for my fighters. I want them to go out there and get it. Challenge, challenge the best guy out there. Move up in weight class. Find out how good, how great you can be. And uh, this is going to tell us for Adesanya. This is one of the fights that's really going to tell us how great this guy is. All right, Joe, how stylistically do you see Adesanya matching up with Blockowitz? Look, this is a great fight for Adesanya. And, and you know, the second part of the question here is where does John Jones uh, play into all this? Uh, and right now, fortunately, he doesn't, which is exactly why Adesanya is making the jump here. Adesanya <laughs> wouldn't make the move if he if he didn't think he could beat Blockowitz. 
Um, he didn't make the move before. And again, Jason, and I talked about this pre-show, Jared. There's a lot of talk about Jones and Adesanya. And I think it's exactly that. I think it is all talk. That said, you know, Blockowitz, we talk about the Polish power. The guy's got eight knockouts. And while he certainly unleashed it on Dominic Reyes, he's not going to do that to Israel Adesanya. Adesanya knows that. I think this thing probably goes the distance, uh, which most of Blockowitz's fights have gone. He wins most of his fights mm. by decision. We've seen Israel Adesanya. Uh, some of his his more recent fights have, have, gone, uh, have gone that way as well. To me, the way Adesanya wins this fight outright is in the vein of what Thiago Santos did against Jan Blakowicz, where he comes in with that with those barrage of punches. You slip him and you drop him. That's what Thiago did. I kind of see Adesanya, if he is going to take Blakowicz out in this fight by knockout, it would be something like that where he slips a counter. Other than that, I think this thing goes the distance. This is a great fight for both guys, really. Uh, you know, I think Blockowitz needs a name like this. Maybe if he does beat Adesanya, it certainly would entice John Jones to come uh, because it makes the light heavyweight division so much more interesting if this happens. Now, if Adesanya wins, again, I think you're going to see a lot of dancing. You got two great fighters. You'll have obviously uh, Adesanya at that point, 20-0. I mean, uh, an undefeated. I, I, I really I really think it it would make things interesting, but I I believe if John Jones wanted the fight with Adesanya, it would have happened. That's what a we'd be of, watching. A lot of posturing. That's all this is. Well, I, I, I we'll get a little bit onto the John Jones matchup a little bit. I, I want to focus more on this matchup, and I'm excited to see Blackowitz. Content. I, I'm excited to see Adesanya get face off against Blackwitz because I think Blackwitz has that ability to take Adesanya down, and he has that weight, and he has he's just a bigger guy, so he's probably going to be able to hold him down. The only real fighter we've seen uh, Adesanya get taken down against was Vittori, and uh, I mean Joe, you you you've spoken a lot about how much you think Vittori won that fight. But yeah, I I think Blockowitz holds him down, beats him, grinds him out a full uh five rounds, and he retains the belt. But then I mean Joe mentioned it before, I'm gonna kick it to you, Jared. Who where does John Jones fall on this? Is he gonna continue with his move up to heavyweight or is he still in the light heavyweight title picture? Will he come back down and face a Blockowitz or will he face an Adesanya? I, I agree with Joe. I'm 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 riding with Joe here. That the names are John Jones and Israel Adesanya. Uh Blackowich, great a fighter as he is. This isn't a household name that people are really clamoring to see fight. So the big money, the big name was John Jones and Adesanya. They didn't make that fight. If this fight didn't happen now, before Adesanya takes the risk of heavyweight champion Blackowich. Then, then odds are we may not get it. This, this might not be what we're looking for. And if, and and I mean, I'll tell you what, this is a great fight. That that's the one. That's the one that people want to see. So if that's the one that people want to see, that's the one that's going to make the most money. Why didn't we make the fight? And if we didn't make the fight now, then maybe we won't. 
I'd love to see it. There's two things here I, I think are most interesting. Look, I think for both of these guys, before before John's going to go fight Stipe for the heavyweight championship, I think John needs to fight somebody else in the heavyweight division, a bigger guy, just to see where he's at with that. And I think for Adesanya, I think Blockowitz is a pretty – he doesn't have to worry about power. He doesn't have to worry about submissions. He just has to worry about defending those flurries that Blockowitz constantly brings at him. So this is a good fight for him in his step up. John still hasn't had that fight at heavyweight, so we could see where he's at. I had obviously already suggested a, a couple of a couple of names, including Overeem, I thought would have been a great matchup for John. Two big names in the MMA. Why not? Why wouldn't you have a fight like that? Because I look at the end of the day, I think it's gonna be interesting to see what Adesanya does against bigger opponents and and having to put some weight on to uh, make weight in that division. We we talked about this months ago, and the concern about Adesanya, who's a skinny dude, uh, carrying you know some extra weight on him. It's not an ideal situation. Or to cut some weight before the fight, you know, to, to get him a little more comfortable where he is. I think then he sacrifices some power on a guy like Blockowitz, who's who's not necessarily a guy that's that's going to go down easy uh, or or get knocked out easily. That said. Blockowitz is just another one of those guys who's going to stand toe-to-toe with Israel Adesanya. And I would not recommend that to anybody. It's a bad move. It is a, it is a fool's errand <laughs> to stand toe-to-toe with Israel Adesanya. You, you kangaroos, have to be, I could tell you that. You, you have to be an idiot <laughs> to think that you're going to go toe-to-toe with Israel Adesanya, and everybody does it, which is why I think the John Jones fight will be interesting because, as we know, John's not a stand-up fighter. So we all do want to see this fight, but it's interesting to see the fights that, that are being taken that could eventually lead to this super fight, but we, we, we shall see. Uh, my biggest concern, as, I, as I've said before, Adesanya's wrestling has been untested. The only, again, Vittori was the only guy that's ever really wrestled him. And I tell you what, watch that fight if you haven't already. I know I've been talking about it for a few weeks here. If you haven't seen that fight, watch it. Tell me who won that fight. Tell me who won that fight. All right. And I mean, you're right, Vittori. It should be interesting. We're talking a lot about future fights. The only, Blockowitz versus Adesanya is the only big fight. So far this year, but what is the fight to make for the future in MMA or, or uh, boxing? What is your dream fight for 2021, Jared? Um, I have to say Stipe and John Jones. Um, listen, this will be a great fight. Stipe's a little on the smaller side. Uh, Jones a little bit on the heavier side. So it's not like somebody's giving up a massive size advantage. And when I look at the other, these other, all the other fights we're really trying to make, I think Crawford beats Spence. I think there's a clear favorite in that Crawford Spence fight. Khabib and GSP, I think there's a clear favorite in that fight. So this, when I think of all the dream matchups we could make for 2021, this is the fight that doesn't have a clear favorite for me. John Jones and Steve Miocic. All right, Joe, what do you think of that matchup between the two? 
Okay, well, I, I, here's what I was saying, Jared, bef- uh, in our pre-show meeting. Uh, if John wanted Stipe, it would have happened already. That fight already, it would have been the headline at UFC 255. That fight would have happened. All John had to do was say, I want Stipe. Stipe would have been like, I'll knock him out, and it would have happened. So It's I, a dream, though, Joe. It's dream certainly. fighter 2021. Fair I say it has to happen. <laughs> I, I took the assignment a step further, and I assumed that it had to be a fight that has a legitimate chance. Because I agree with you. Crawford <laughs> Spence is not happening in 2021. I, I, I promise you, Spence wants one more year uh, of being considered elite before he finally loses to Bud. That's, yeah, that's a fact. not a great fight either. Yeah. Uh, Adesanya and Jones, like I said, not going to happen. If they wanted this thing to happen, it would have happened. Um to me, again, Jones and, and Myokja, I think it's the same thing. And Dana keeps – Dana's the only one. Dana White's flapping his gums about all these fights, just like Khabib and GSP. How many times can Khabib say, I'm finished? I'm not I'm not fighting anymore, and yet Dana's running his mouth. I heard GSP, who I love, saying, hey, look, if he if he's interested in coming back, I think I'm the logical guy. I would, I'd, I'll be here, and I would love to do it. But – it's not going to happen. And Dana can run his mouth about these dream fights all he wants. The other one on the card we had was uh, Lopez Lomachenko, too. Why in God's name would Tiafimo Lopez give Lomachenko a second crack? Loma will destroy him second time through. Loma already knows between the, the shoulder injury and the waiting for five rounds to really get cooking, that was a mistake. Lopez is not taking that fight, which leads us to the fight we not only the dream fight we want and need and are going to get Amanda Nunez and Valentina Shevchenko. This fight is going to happen. This is the trilogy, as I said, we want and deserve. Either Amanda cements her legacy or Valentina cements herself as the best female fighter in MMA and the future of that division. And because they don't duck each other, I promise you this fight will happen. And I believe, based on the last fight that Shevchenko's got Nunez figured out, it's it, to me this is on this is on Nunez to prove that she can take this third challenge. I would love to see this fight. I think this would be one of the great trilogies in UFC history. Yeah, I, I like that fight a lot. The thing is, is I don't necessarily know if that's the women's fight to make. I think there's a bigger fight to be. I mean, that is the biggest fight to make. But I think first, you we're gonna see Andrade versus Shevchenko, and I I think that's almost a fight to make for 2021 for the women's division. Before my Jared, what did you think of that that matchup? The the trilogy. I, I think Joe Joe's bugging out. I think I mean. I like the pick that was second on my list with the girls fight, but I feel like he went too far into realism for a dream matchup. So I want to see the. I want to. I'm gonna go the other direction, and I want to see the bear from the Khabib video in a rematch. Yeah, I'll take that <laughs> maybe, one for sure. Maybe McGregor versus uh versus the Honey Badger. I love it. Oh. All right. Now we're talking about a dream matchup. Hey, Clarissa Shields and uh, this Paul brother, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't oh, be against oh. actually seeing as a dream matchup. That's great, Jared. Because switching over to boxing, that is my dream matchup: Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua. Get it done in 2021. I, I want to see this matchup. Uh, I, I, there was a point in time where I thought it was rock paper scissors. 
Deontay Wilder beats Anthony, uh, Anthony Joshua. Joshua beats uh, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury beats Wilder. So I'm interested to see how this matches up. I, I like Tyson Fury. Uh, I think after his last showing, he it, it's good. This is going to be a fight for the ages. One of the best heavyweight fights we've seen in a long time, and this needs to happen this year. Oh, uh, we talked about it a little bit on the pre-show, Joe. How Usyk is stepping aside, trying to make this fight happen, uh, trying to make it, and then obviously there's like talk about taking away belts. That's okay if you got two solid champions going at each other, the two best heavyweights going at it to see who is the best overall heavyweight. I'm excited for this fight. What do you think of this fight? Is this the fight to make in boxing, Joe, for 2021? Yeah, I mean, to me, this is definitely one of those fights that is going to happen. There's a little bit that still needs to happen. Wilder's trying to take Fury to court for some apparently – uh, secret handshake deal that they had about uh, about a rematch clause. You just mentioned Usyk. Stop the count. Usyk has said he would be willing to step aside, and I I think this is brilliant. Jared Usyk said that he would step aside because this fight between Fury and Joshua is good for the history of the sport. This mm. is the way that the that the that the uh, the Russians think about the the sports that we're playing. I mentioned that Jace earlier, uh, the miracle on ice. If you look at the expression on the Russians' face in 1980, they're all sitting there on their hockey sticks, enjoying watching the Americans' jubilation at winning because it brought their passion for hockey back. Mm. Okay, it helped them find a sport. It was great that that again everybody can compete. It reminded everybody of exactly what the purpose of the sport was. So so when you look at some of these Russian guys, again, I mentioned Khabib's never coming back. He gave you his word. I love the fact that Usyk sees the significance of a unification fight, sees the significance of Fury and Joshua. The fight will definitely happen. By the way, I noticed that on the stream fight list, we did not have a fight that is about to materialize Jake Paul and Ben Askren coming to a theater near you this March. Nice. No, thanks. <laughs> oh my the God. Fight you didn't know you wanted, but you're definitely going to get. <laughs> uh, Jared, what would you say is your fight to make in boxing? You obviously gave the MMA. What's the fight to make in boxing for you? Oh, I like that. I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's Fury Joshua, but um, I disagree with it being a great fight. Um, I think it's a good fight, and I think Fury's dominant. I think he's longer. He's bigger. He doesn't box as well. But uh, if Joshua has trouble moving around the ring and outboxing a shorter, uh, smaller, chubbier, less reach guy like uh ruiz what's he gonna do with heavier downward punches from tyson fury i don't see it i don't see it and we agreed on the whole rock paper scissors thing right now after the the last few fights i think tyson fury beats anybody in the heavyweight division i think he's the 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 take pound for pound out this is the best boxer in the world this is the guy that will beat anybody all right, I like that. But now moving on to tonight's big fight with boxing. These two going at it. Ryan Garcia versus Luke Campbell. Jared, 
How do you see this fight playing out? Oh, man, I'm ready for him to move that plexiglass. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm so psyched about this fight because I'm a huge Ryan Garcia fan. I feel like there's a lot of guys in that division who uh, who aren't passing the eye test for me. Number one is uh, um, Tank Davis. Um, don't like Tank Davis. Love this Ryan Garcia kid. I think this is a good step-up fight, a good next fight for him. And I want to see all of those four, five, six undefeated fighters at the top of that weight class fight each other, though. Um, when are we going to get uh, Garcia Davis or Haney or, you know, some of these two of these two of these real big names in the ring? Dude, don't step back and fight Broner, guys. That's not what we want to see. Fight each other. And Ryan Garcia might be the best of that batch. Remember, I said it. All right, Joe, how do you see this fight? I know you like Luke Campbell a lot. Yeah, listen, Ryan Garcia, 20-0, 17 knockouts, 7.7 million Instagram followers. He trains with the Paul brothers. He got the same trainer now as Canelo Alvarez, so you know how serious he's taken the sport. Got a couple of first-round knockouts in his last two fights against absolute nobodies just to show us how good he is. This is DeZone's response to Loma versus Lopez, uh, and, and I'm not all that interested. Look, Campbell, I think, is one level down from the elite. We talk about the guys like Bud, and then there's that second level before you get to everybody else. That's where I see Luke Campbell being. Um, look, Garcia's got the point jab. Big left hook, but he's got that loopy Tank Davis thing that I don't think is going to work on an actual skilled fighter. Okay? Uh, and for some reason, Garcia's got supreme confidence for a guy who lost to Devin Haney when he was an amateur. Okay, Lomachenko says Campbell's going to win this fight, and he should know he beat Campbell in the 12th round. He sparred with Garcia. I'm going to trust Loma. I think the only thing you could find here is if, look, uh, Luke Campbell had COVID-19. We don't know what shape his lungs are in. We don't know if he's going to have the right stamina. To me, that's the only chance Ryan Garcia has to win this fight. To me, if, if Campbell's recovered, he wins this, this by decision. I think he absolutely will pick Ryan Garcia apart and he'll show him what an elite boxer looks like. Uh, I, I like I that. The before. By the way, his jaw's on the floor. Yeah, he, he picked Campbell. But I, I, I'm going Garcia, like I said, with uh, with uh, Danny Garcia versus Earl Spence Jr. I, I'm a little bit vain, so I'm going to root for the guy with my last name. But So I'm going to take Ryan, and I think Ryan Garcia can get in there Get that one punch and knock Luke Campbell's lights out. I mean, because he does throw that looping stuff, and it is like you can kind of see it coming, but he has that power. He's like a Devante, I mean, a Don, Deontay Wilder. He's got to find the guy's chin with that big, loopy, long. Dude, not for nothing. I watched Tank Davis. Tank Davis took more steps than Michael Jordan did the dunk. Are you kidding me, dude? He was all sorts of setting that bad boy up. You're telling me Lomachenko's going to get hit with that? You're telling me somebody like Luke Campbell's going to stand there and watch that fight, that punch cut? You're out of your mind, you guys. Out of your mind. And, You'll you, see. Think, and you think Ryan Garcia doesn't outbox Tank Davis? This isn't a better boxer than Tank Davis? He's light years better than Davis. I don't know about light years. So definitely better. Definitely better. He's look. He, he's he's Circles a one punch, one punch knockout power. I think Luke Campbell's too good a fighter to get to to to, to take a a sucker punch out. It's not going to happen. He ain't going to get slipped. I'm hear, telling I you. Mean, 
It, it is Ryan it. Garcia said three words when they showed him this contract. Mm-mm, bitch. <laughs> Dude, uh, like Campbell walks through Campbell. Walks if through Campbell, Campbell has one problem, rounds, I'll be surprised. If he has one problem, it is that he he does fight tall. He does fight with the chin up a little bit. So it certainly would give Garcia the opportunity. I just, I think with the loopy punch, I just don't think he's, I don't think the opportunity to land it flush to the jaw like Tank did to Daylook. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't see it. That's, I'd that's be shocked. not going to look like, that's, this fight isn't going to look like that fight because Garcia's not going to get outboxed for the first five rounds while he's looking for that punch. That's going to be the difference. Not that he doesn't land that punch. Not that he doesn't finish Campbell. I wouldn't be surprised if it went the distance, but I'm taking Garcia six, seven, eighth round. Uh, much like Tank Davis, except he's going to outbox Campbell too. This is going to be decisive. Oh, yeah. I, I do think Garcia's boxing is on that level. And, I mean, he does You're have – the hype. That's the He problem. gets the power from the looping punches. The Kool-Aid. But he can still <laughs> box. I could, get, I could get power from a looping uh, a hook, but that doesn't mean the guy's going to still be there by the time I've wound up and thrown it. That's my point. Think about guys that are good. Think about think about guys like Roy Jones who could just stand there and all of a sudden, boom, the punch is just in your mouth. These guys don't have that, okay? These guys just don't have that. It, 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 none of these guys are the same. I don't see him being an elite boxer. I don't. So I guess we'll see what happens. But I, 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 I'm not seeing elite boxer with any of these guys. I think you're getting a lot of hype. I think you're getting a lot of little pansy matches to set these guys up. Again, does anybody know Ryan Garcia's last two opponents? I promise you I'll pull the names up. You've never heard of either one of them. Okay. He's All never right. fought anybody, especially anybody like Luke Campbell. And again, Luke Campbell's one step down. Come Box on. Boxrec has him eight and nine. Boxrec that uses that ELO ranking system has him eight and nine. So whoever Garcia be. Um, Campbell's losses are also going into those numbers. They have Campbell at eight and Ryan Garcia at nine. So not absolute nobodies to get to 20 and oh, but I would have agreed with absolutely everything you just said. If we were talking about tank Davis, Romero Duno and Francisco Fonseca. Are those oh, two of no your harm? Are those two of your favorite guys? Are those two, are those two up and comers or no? That's Ryan Garcia's two first round knockouts since he uh, since he picked up Canelo Alvarez's trainer. Find me some easy fights. Give me a give me a guy like Luke Campbell. Let and and look. I think if you're Garcia, you hope that you get the Loma treatment where he feels you out for a few rounds because he's been listening to ESPN. He hears all the baloney hype. If Campbell's smart, he sets the pace early. He outboxes Ryan Garcia, and the fight's over early. We'll, we'll see. All right, all right. Carlos Morales, anyone? We are right. Yeah, Francesca. I I had heard of Francesca because he lost to Tevin Farmer and Javante Davis are the other two. Yeah, he's a bum. He's a guy that that I've I've seen some Francesca fights, yeah. 63rd on BoxRec. So, no, I I agree with you, but that's why I think Campbell's such a good fight for him. He's not – It's a great fight for him. Yeah, yeah, it's for for Ryan Garcia. It's exactly where he should step next, and I think he'll pass the test. I'm excited to see what happens tonight on the zone, but that is going to do it for the preview of tonight's matchup. Make sure you check it out. 
And we're going to end the show like we always do. And my man Jared hit me with that flurry. Another four-part flurry. Your expectations and your perceptions determine your happiness. So remember, you're a flower. Enjoy your food. Seek light in darkness and find treasure wherever you dig because your expectations and perceptions determine your happiness. Part one, you're a flower. Here's a picture of a weed and a picture of a flower. I want to give you a moment to think about the differences between a flower and a weed. Flowers are beautiful and perfect, exactly where they're intended to be. Flowers are loved, taken excellent care of, and the mere presence of a flower brings joys to everyone who comes around it. They should have their own space with which to flourish and would never be confused for weeds, whereas weeds are ugly, useless, unwanted plants. They spread out of control and disfigure gardens. Weeds should be killed, uprooted, thrown into the fire. They keep the garden from looking the way it should and would be never be confused for flowers, except there are no differences between flowers and weeds. Zero. From a scientific standpoint, there is no fundamental difference between a flower and a weed. A weed is simply defined as anything that the gardener finds undesirable. Your perception is the only thing that makes a flower a flower and a weed a weed. And too often we get caught up in feeling like the weed of the garden. The same is true of you. It's your perception that identifies that. And you are a flower. Part two, enjoy your food. Let's think about a hungry person and the difference between a piece of bacon and a spider. When I was nine years old, I went home hungry and my father gave me a slice of bacon inside a piece of bread folded in half. And being built the way I am, um, and so feverish to save the best for last, meant gnawing my way through all the crust I hated to try to get to the bacon. And when I returned to my father a few minutes later with a half a piece of melted wonder bread and a slice of bacon still sitting in there and an upset stomach, he was frustrated and confused. And I'll never forget him asking me why I didn't eat the bacon first and me not knowing the answer to his question. Fast forward 20 years, I'm doing a 45-day stint in prison, and I've decided to do 50 push-ups during that 45 days. I didn't have any extra money for food, and they really didn't feed me enough to be exercising the way I was. Uh, but faced with depression or hunger is what I felt like I was up against. I chose hunger and continued working out. Um, this meant sacrificing the majority of my sleep as well due to hunger. Um, and one night just before the lights went out, a spider ran across my cell floor and I got excited. I immediately got excited under those extreme conditions. It didn't look like a spider. It looked like company. And if it wasn't company, it was food because I was that hungry. I looked at it different. My perception of that spider was completely different. I was excited to have either one company or food. Uh, side note, I don't like spiders, so enjoy your food. Part three, seek light in darkness. As a result of these practices, while I was in, when I went to the chow hall, I ate very fast and was almost the first one out. Um, there was an old schizophrenic man in the dorm that, for the most part, only communicated with himself. 
Uh, one day he was the only one to beat me out of the chow hall and he looked to be in a hurry. Started looking back and forth on his way down the hallway, didn't see me standing there. So believing he was alone, he stopped at the door to the outside and held his hands up to the window. Um, and he was looking back and forth and shoved him in his pockets. And then he repeated that process three or four times and scurried off to his cell. And it took me a minute to figure out what was going on. Uh, while the rest of us were returning to the darkness of our cell, this old man was filling up his pockets and bringing the sunlight back with him. Seek light in the darkness. Part four, a decade ago, I was at Coventry Lake with my three-year-old daughter, Trinity. Um, at one point, she started digging real frantically. She's throwing mud around. She tells me she's going to find a buried treasure. Um, and I encouraged her. But uh, in my adult mind, I'm thinking a ring is probably too small, maybe a watch. But she'll be digging all day before she finds anything of value in there. Um. A few minutes later, she's running over five or 10 minutes past. She's yelling, I found it, dad. I found the buried treasure. And she puts an acorn cap into my hand and tells me to hang on to it for her. Um, and I still have it because it was treasure to her. She expected to find a buried treasure there where she dug in the mud. And she perceived her acorn cap to be that buried treasure. And she was happy. Your expectations and your perceptions determine your happiness. You may feel like a weed, but you're a flower. You may be looking at a spider as all you have to eat, but enjoy your food anyways. You may be looking at a big steel doors designed to keep you out, but always remember to grab a hold of the light that's shining in. And when you feel like a child just flailing in mud, remember that your buried treasure is only moments away and keep digging. You're a flower. Enjoy your food. Seek the light and find your treasure because your expectations and perceptions determine your happiness. Thanks, guys. The Cross and Wrestling Entertainment Podcast presented by Clovercrest Media is what you AEW fans have been looking for. Noah Cross and Tyler Bard give their take on every week's episode of Dynamite. If you are a massive AEW fan, then it is time to join us every Sunday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Stay crossum. Thank you, Jared, for that flurry. Um, thank you guys for watching Throwing Jabs. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Make sure to follow us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Twitter. And follow us on every podcast platform. Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere you can get podcasts. Throwing Jabs is... So, for your number one combat sports podcast, I'm Big Jace, joined with Joe and Jared Jones. Take care. Happy New Year. And we will see Enjoy the fights this weekend. And we will see you next week for more Throwing Jabs. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event. 